When it comes to hunting boots, how many pairs does one man need? Well, how many seasons are there? Turkey season? Deer season? Duck season? Dove season? Honey, how many pairs of boots does one man need? At least one more pair. For just about everything for hunting, go to MidwayUSA.com. I'm Larry Potterfield with Midway USA. Thanks for your business. Hunting is not easy. It never has been. It takes dedication, motivation, a lot of patience, and quality gear. If you manage a food plot, put up stands, or need just one more game camera, we can help at MidwayUSA.com. We opened our doors in 1977 and continue to put customers first by offering super fast, same day shipping. For just about everything for the outdoors, go to MidwayUSA.com. Hey, I just got back from lunch. Did you finish that report yet? Uh, well, not exactly. I'm still working on it. I'm not finished just yet. Uh, I got a little sidetracked, but I will get them to you first thing this afternoon. <laughs> it is first thing this afternoon. Well, yeah, I, I understand that, but I mean, I, I am working on it. But I'll have, I'll what do you mean that the report isn't finished yet? I'm, I'm still in the process of working on it. I've just been a little distracted. T- distracted? Our meeting starts in an hour. Have it. You, you no no. What were you doing? Were you listening to another hunting podcast again? I swear, I give the staff in this office the freedom to do whatever they want to do as long as they meet a deadline. That is the first bullet underneath your job description. Pays attention to detail and deadline and deadline. Dude, are you even listening to me right now? Welcome to episode 54 of the Whitetail Distraction Podcast. My name's Austin, and joining me in the Rack Shack today because it's deer season. Charles Headland, how you doing, buddy? Doing good, man. What's going on? Oh, I'm just chinchilling, man. Yeah? Yeah, I like it. It's kind of deer season. It is deer season. It is deer season. Yeah, man. I got deer on my mind. It's archery season right now. We're sitting here in the Rack Shack, like, sharing deer pictures, and we're looking at all kinds of antlers. Antlers are all around us. Everybody's out there trying to get it done. I'm still trying to get it done. You're still trying to get it done. Tanner's still trying to get it done. Anthony's still trying to get it done. Everybody's still trying to get it done. Lane hasn't shot a big one yet, which is crazy. (laughs) Yeah, pretty much, actually. I mean, uh, if you look at it. It's just, uh, just Booer. Yeah. Right? It's just Boo Boo. It's just Booer at this point. Yeah, man. He's the only one out there with antlers on the ground. Yeah. To this point. I'm jealous. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not jealous. You know, I'm not going to let, I'm not going to let him get to me. No, it's good. It's good. <laughs> I don't feel any pressure at all. I'm not going to let him get me down. <laughs> I'm not nervous. You know, best time of the year's coming up. Yeah, it, man. It, it, we could get it done still. It, it's going to happen. We could still get this done. <laughs> I like it. We have. A really fun episode for everyone out there today. I totally agree. This is someone who hails from the great Pennsylvania lands. Uh Uh-oh. Who moved out to Missouri because she is very smart. And it's Caitlin Moss. What? uh, Yeah, from Caitlin Moss Outdoors. I like it, man. What's up, lady? What's going on? You know, I mean, she's she's calling in over the phone and we're going to talk about an amazing buck that she shot in Missouri. Or misery, depending on the time of year, as oh, I've God. been told. Yeah, man. <laughs> oh, <laughs> it gets fun. a little wild, a little crazy, but it's a fun episode. Yeah, um, hope everyone out there enjoys it. Let's get her on. Let's go. All right, guys. On the podcast today, we have a special guest, a Caitlin Moss from PA 
now residing in Missouri, the big buck slayer, woman killer. What's going on, Caitlin? How's it going? Thanks for having me. <laughs> oh, it's going great. Not a problem. Uh, we were looking forward to getting you on. This is You're someone that, uh, you know, we came across on a, a pretty viral, I'd call it, YouTube video of uh, yeah. a really good buck that you killed over in Missouri. And, uh, you know, we saw that you were from PA and it resonated with us. We're like, we got to get this girl on the podcast and tell her story. And that's what I we're do. all about. So. <laughs> I'm excited. Let's go. Heck yeah. So before we get into the story, we're going to maybe drop the background, let everyone else know a little bit more about you. Let us know a little more about you. Why don't you get into maybe your background, where you're from, how you got into hunting? Okay. So uh, as you said, I'm from Pennsylvania and my dad is like the most obsessed whitetail hunter that I know, even to this day, like he's just crazy about it. And so, you know, growing up, like, I was literally in the woods since the time I could walk and I could shoot my first deer at 12. And ever since then, I was kind of just hooked. And, you know, now I'm in Missouri and living out here, but you know, it's, it's just a passion of mine. I love it and I continue to do it even by myself. And yeah, kind of just like get out there, film and just have a good time with it. I love it. That's awesome. And you know, you're, you're pretty fortunate in that way that you had a dad that's just a whitetail junkie. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, a lot of people, especially our age, some of our friends that are getting into it and a lot of people we talk to, they didn't really have that figure that taught them how to hunt. They kind of learned on their own. So that's really cool that you had a dad that was so into it. Yeah, I'm definitely fortunate with it. And and he was actually just texting me not too long ago. He's like, oh, I saw, I had a bucket 38 yards, but the wind was bad and he got my wind. And so I was like <laughs> texting him back like, oh, dang, you'll get him next time. <laughs> so it's it's fun. Tell him, come out to Missouri. The wind's not bad right, here. Right. There's The deer are bigger. Come on, Dad. <laughs> I'm trying to get him out here. He, he's like, okay, one of these years I'll come out. I really honestly, like he's hunted Pennsylvania his whole life. And yeah. I don't know, his biggest year is maybe like a 120. And I'm like, I'm just, I want to get him out here and just get him on like an absolute giant. Because I know it would just like make his whole world, like he would just be like in love. And so that's my goal. So we'll see. It's going to happen one day. <laughs> Heck yeah. So what part of PA are you guys from? Um, like Harrisburg area. Okay. So opposite side of the state from us. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're more like north of Pittsburgh. So almost complete opposite. But I mean, a 120 for over there, that's a pretty good buck. 120 in PA is a good buck. Heck yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, you you don't see them every day. And now I would say with the, with the point restrictions, you know, they're, they're becoming more frequent and there's definitely a lot better age structure, but. You know, just listening to a guy today on another podcast from PA, you know, from that side of the state, there's portions of it I know from like the Lancaster area and more of the farm area that gets bigger bucks. But then there's other areas. It's just all woods. And yeah, that's pretty much how it is. Like it's mountain land and, and thick timber. And my dad's the kind of guy, he, he'll he shoot anything and be tickled to death. Like he yeah. does not care. But yeah, I definitely have noticed, you know, the past couple of years with the restriction, you know, that there are definitely bigger bucks in the area like even just since i was a kid you know so yeah so we mentioned you moved out to missouri what year did you leave pa uh 2016 okay have you been back to hunt since then um i go back every year for the late late archery uh muzzler season and i help with my dad it's just like a tradition like i make sure i get back there but i i haven't been able to hunt the regular archery season or anything like that I, i would like to but i'm just you know busy with being out here and stuff i just can't make it back till like christmas time so 
Hey, there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, I know I love Flintlock season. Yeah. Like that late season, getting buddies mm-hmm. together and going out. Oh, and yeah. So much fun. <laughs> you see a ton of deer. I mean, they're all herding back up. That's yep. honestly one of the best times of the woods. I wish that I, that was almost the first time I got to hunt all year because if you're fresh and you really want to get after it that time of year and you're not worn down from a whole Pennsylvania season here and, and you know, and even us, we got Ohio and do it. I think you yep. could really get on a lot of deer. Absolutely. Yeah, that's, that's. Yeah, we- Pretty fortunate. We have this place that we go, it's called the island, and like, it's literally an island, and there's just a ton of guys out there, and the deer just like run all day long, and it's just a lot of fun. Like, I think we've only ever killed like one deer out there together, and I missed a buck last year, I'm kind of bummed out, but hmm. I mean, it's just, it's just a good time, like, even if we don't kill anything, it's fun. <laughs> yeah. That sounds like a blast. Honestly, just getting yeah. together with your dad and hunting, it's gotta be. Gotta be yeah. fun. Yeah, taking you back to your roots. I mean, you did it just like we did. Grew up 12 years old. We're out there, you know, with a rifle, just yep. doing the PA tradition way. And you get to come back and experience, you know, that camaraderie and that time with your dad uh, over something yeah. as special as hunting. I think that's really cool. Yeah, it's fun. Good time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So what ended up um, actually taking you to Missouri? Um, College. College. Where'd you go? Out here, uh, University of Central Missouri. Sweet. It's like. It's like Kansas City area. I moved out here originally because I wanted to do something with animal science. And I'm really not a big Penn State fan. And I wanted a school that was a little bit smaller. And agriculture is just bigger in the Midwest, I think. So I kind of was just like looking at schools and just kind of came across it, found it, and came out here. And I just liked it. And, of course, you know, the hunting, I I can't really pass that up either. So... (laughs) (laughs) I can dig that. That's kind of yeah. funny because you, you mentioned college and agriculture and all that thing. And, and I was just randomly thinking like my job that a lot of people that work where I'm at now come from Penn State and different places like that because they are in the agricultural yeah. business. And, you know, I work now for a landscape management company and mm-hmm. we also have companies from Columbia, Missouri and, okay. and Kansas City. So we have a couple offices out that way, closer to you. So if you ever want a job, is what I'm saying, (laughs) you hit me up. All right, sign me up. (laughs) And I might be able to help you out. I can point you in the right direction at least. All right, cool. Heck yeah. So, but I mean, that's kind of random, dude. Well, you know, maybe to you two, but to me, I'm like, it's everything's clicking off. I'm like, wow, that's actually pretty relative to what I got going on. But, you know, I guess you picked, see, we, I, I screwed up when I picked college. I picked something right where I'm from. So I didn't get to go experience another state for four years and go do cool hunting trips, you know? Yeah. I, I mean, it, it has its ups and downs, you know, I'm, I'm away from family and stuff. So it, it kind of yeah. sucks on that aspect, but it, it's definitely fun. And I love being out here. It's just so central to everything. Like, you know, especially if I'm wanting to hunt, like I can just kind of drive a few hours and be right where I want to be in it. So that's pretty cool, but I don't know. I like it out here, honestly. Like, PA is my home for sure, and then I'll always go back to, you know, see everyone and stuff, but I think, I, I don't know. I like it out here. Yeah. I mean, you're close to a lot of other big buck states, too, which you can't yeah. complain about that. Um, yeah. <laughs> you know, as a hunter, you you got it. You're pretty good location-wise. Yeah. I'm not complaining. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, let's let's get into it, then. We We've teased it enough. I think everyone knows a little more about you. But the reason that we even know you exist, unfortunately, is because you posted a great video on YouTube. <laughs> you shot a giant doe. And you shot a giant 
meat dough. <laughs> <laughs> trophy meat dough. And, and you hero pose the hell out of it and it looked great. <laughs> no, why don't you get into the story? Because it, it's, I think it's going to be a good story for a lot of people out there to listen to and then they can go back and watch it later on. Why don't you take us all the way back to the beginning? The nitty gritty, everything. Oh yep. my goodness. I know. We're asking a lot. This might get long winded. <laughs> it's okay. You're good. All right. So this is a public piece that I, this is the third year that I hunted it. And it's like, I think it's like 27,000 acres, like total. And oh, so that's a big piece. I, yeah, it really is. And so I honestly have only been able to get through and actually like focus and hunt maybe, you know, gosh, I don't know, maybe 2,000 acres, like just even scouting and everything. Just, you know, because I, I try to narrow my spots down a little bit and not waste too much time. But yeah, so this is the third year that I was hunting it. And honestly, I really don't see a lot of big bucks in there. There's a lot of deer, a lot of bucks, but they're all like two-year-old and, you know, just little junk rack deer and stuff. And I think, honestly, it's because it is a rifle spot too. And a lot of people rifle hunt it really hard. That's just kind of what I think. So anyway, this year I was like determined to kind of get aggressive, like right off the bat, beginning of the season, because I I was like, okay, this is the third year, I need to I need to kill a deer now. So I uh I use Onyx Maps. I don't know if you guys know what that is. Oh yeah, oh, we're yeah. big fans. Okay, yeah, I love that thing. Like literally use it every day. And so I was like just you know picking it apart, whatever. And so I found this this spot, and I actually was hunting a different buck and. The, the third day that I hunted him, because I, I kind of was like, I started on a field edge, then I moved into the timber once I saw where they were coming from, then I moved in a little deeper, you know, just getting closer to the bedding, and the third day I had this buck walk out, he was literally right under my stand at like five yards, I had I had him at full draw twice, and I could not get the camera on him, and I was like, oh gosh dang it, and so <laughs> he ended up kind of like tweaking out, and then I didn't see him for a couple of days, so I was like, all right, well. That that didn't work out. So I was like, I'm just going to get out of there, get my scent away, you know, not stir them up too much. So I moved to a different piece, which is like a creek bed, dried up creek bed. And it's like CRP fields on either side and then just like some real thick timber. And so I go in there and I, I kind of just like scout as I hunt, especially in the early, you know, early part of the season. So I, I was on the ground and I more or less was just observing and you know, I saw a couple bucks on the other side of the creek. And so I'm like, okay, cool. So I'm going to go check that out. So the next day I come in, I check it out. I mean, there's acorns dropping everywhere. And I'm like, I mean, there were bucks, there was just buck sign everywhere, rubs, you know. And so I'm like, okay. So I hung a stand and then I backed out, let it go. Then the next day I came in and pretty much all, all the events unfolded. <laughs> I was, I was in the stand early because there were some deer that were moving early the day before. So I'm like, all right, you know, maybe, Maybe I can get a crack at a doe. I wasn't necessarily planning on shooting a buck because the ones that I had saw, they weren't, I wasn't, they weren't, they weren't shooters. So I was like, all right. And then I was actually getting ready to shoot a doe because I had some come in and then I saw this little buck on my other side. So I was like, all right. So I kind of was just looking and sure enough, buck that I shot comes walking in and I don't know. It was just like kind of crazy. Like uh, he fed around like, I don't know, maybe 10 minutes under my stand before I actually shot. So it was pretty cool just to kind of sit back and watch. And unfortunately, I hit him back in the guts, which I don't know. It's it's hard to tell from the camera, but there was a limb that was above my head. And everybody gives me crap about, oh, you should have cut your shooting lanes. But on public land in Missouri, it's not legal to, like, tamper with trees. So I was trying to avoid that. So I didn't cut the limb, and then it ended up being in my way anyway. So 
kind of sucked, but I did find this deer and I am more than happy, like biggest deer I've ever seen on this public piece. And it was just like a great way to start my season. So, <laughs> yeah, I'll say it's a great way to start that's your season. The, that's the short version. <laughs> I know. I was waiting for the long-winded version. <laughs> no, I uh, when when I saw the the shot connect, oh, I I felt like I was in the tree with you. Like I just my yeah. soul dropped, it's, it's and I went. I'm like, oh no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, but in the end, the important part is that you found them. Um, you know, you got to put a tag on them. Um, you know, unfortunately it's Missouri. It's, you know, it's early in the year still. It's hot. You know, yeah. it, it wasn't it was, the it end result like you wanted, degrees. but yeah, yeah. It wasn't the end result that you wanted in the fact that, you know, you got to harvest all the meat and everything from it. But, you know, in the end, you, you know, that that animal didn't just go to waste out there somewhere that left right. you unknowing. Yeah. No, I was totally determined to find him. Yeah. Like, I, it, like I said, I didn't shoot a deer there in three years. so. I finally pulled the trigger and I'm like, okay, I want this deer. Like, I'm not just going to like, you know, give up on him. So yeah, you've been I, working I, three I years actually, at it. I tracked it and like my total walking distance that day was like over 10 miles, like wow. just grid searching, looking for this deer. And he didn't, he ran out into this open like field. And to me, he would run back to his bedding, which is where I thought he ran because, you know, he came from the way he came from mm-hmm. and so I'm looking in like the real thick, nasty crap in the creek, you know, just anywhere I could think that he would just bed down. And I, I'm like, I, I don't know what else to do. Like, I didn't have a drop of blood to go off of. So I just had to kind of replay the footage, see kind of how he turned and and go off of that. And then it ended up he just he hit the, you know, basically the corner of the timber and ran out into the CRP. And there's no way I would have found him if I didn't get like the dogs, you know? Yeah. Yeah, no, that's so, that's actually a good point and a good tip that a lot of deer, and I've noticed this a lot of times when you injure them and they're they're mortally wounded, but you know it's a gut shot or a one lung shot, and they're they're going to die over an extended period of time, and you tend to either not in your case push them, but a lot of times they circle back to where they were comfortable from, you know where yeah. they come from, where they're comfortable at. They might circle back to that initial bedding that they came out of. I've seen yeah. that a lot. Um, you know, we've actually, we had a tracking job on a buck this year that he actually did a huge circle and crossed his same path again. Yeah. And it was, it, it's eye opening because y- you assume, and, and actually similar in that situation, we assumed he went back to the bedding where he had initially come from and mm-hmm. he went the total opposite way and we just happened to stumble upon him body gritting, which doesn't happen very often, you know, and, it, yes. and they, it, it's they a huge. Yeah, they do. It, it's it's weird. I know from Austin's situation last year, very similar to yours, and we kind of talked about this, um, mm-hmm. that when a deer is gut shot a lot of times too, they'll run, and we got this from the blood tracking lady, that they'll run straight lines, and they'll just, they want to get to a place, and they want to get there now, and that, you know, they don't usually do too much off course, at least yeah. in Austin's situation. I don't know about yours, but that was, you know, they didn't, he didn't circle he didn't do anything he just straight lined and we found him in his bed 600 yep. yards yeah, away yeah that that makes sense he definitely didn't like stray too much he he pretty much was a straight shot to where he was he ended up only running like 200 yards but mm-hmm. like i said it was out into a field and i i just didn't even think he would go out there yeah so it, it's it's hard when you have nothing to go on that that makes it really tough when you don't have blood to follow. You don't have, you know, whether it's snow on the ground for tracks to follow or mud or anything. 
it, yeah. it's hard, and and I'm glad that they're legalizing in more places the use of blood tracking dogs. I think more people need to take advantage of that program because the people that do it aren't getting enough credit for what they're doing. It's absolutely yeah. phenomenal. Mm-hmm. It, it it raises your odds exponentially that if you kill the deer, you're going to find it. Absolutely. Right. And I don't know yeah. if it was the same in your situation or not, but a lot of them do it just to run the dogs. I mean, my lady, she didn't charge me a thing. I, I tipped her. Obviously, I tipped her really well because mm-hmm. she found my buck. I mean, I was, <laughs> I was stoked about it. But a lot of those people, they just do it to get the dogs out, and they do it because they love it. Yeah. Yeah. Which is awesome. Yeah, this guy, this guy that I used, I mean, he did charge me, but he just, he was basically, you know, wanting gas money, like yeah. just to cover travel. And so, I mean, he, he was telling me all different stories and he was all excited about it. And he's like, Oh, this dog does this. And yeah, he, you could tell he loved it. Mm-hmm. Like, it's it a passion for them, for sure. It's definitely a passion. A lot of them do and they don't even hunt. They just love to run their dogs. Yeah. Like they run yeah. their dogs more than they hunt, <laughs> <laughs> which is cool. Maybe I'll train my dog to do that. You should. I'm going to maybe. I don't know. I'll give him. I'll give him another couple months, and then we'll get. It. I'll start saving blood for my deer. <laughs> there you go, man. <laughs> so, anyways, back to it. So, you, you killed a fantastic buck in Missouri. Um, clearly, it's because you were a PA hunter and you knew what the hell you were doing. Right. Right. Of <laughs> but to to actually come up with a question on that, um, you know, you were born and raised here in Pennsylvania. You grew up hunting our style. Is there anything that you gained from PA that you would say you've taken out of state with you that has worked with you or worked for you in other states? Oh, my goodness. I know. I told you I was giving you tough questions. you're putting me through the hoops here. (laughs) It could be Um, simple. I mean, it could be anything. Oh, gosh. Honestly, I mean, I guess so. I I don't know if it necessarily has to do with Pennsylvania. I think maybe, like, patience. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Because, like, there would be seasons that I would not even see a deer you know, I, I might see three deer the whole season. Um, but honestly, like I, I guess I would say that I really started learning about deer when I started archery hunting. Um, I had a crossbow at 14 and you know, my dad and I, like that was totally new to us. Like, cause we were just rifle hunters. And, uh, so once we started doing that, it was like, Oh, we actually have to know what deer are about and what they do and what they eat and what they think, because you got to get close to them. So I would say, I guess maybe just when I started archery hunting is like the biggest thing. I, I don't know. As far as Pennsylvania, I definitely have a way harder time like patterning deer and just kind of like figuring them out because where I'm at, like I said, it's in the mountains. And so it's just like, they could be anywhere. Like, yeah. you know, there's not really a rhyme or reason sometimes to what they do. So like, I, I've had to learn to be patient and kind of figure them out and. Yeah, I, I mean, I definitely use that in the Midwest for sure. Yeah, I would say here, but. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's what we wanted to hear. No, yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I think you definitely answered it. And, um, you know, fact that you've learned woodsmanship uh, from hunting yeah. the big woods, you, you've gotten to know, like you said, you've gotten to actually know what deer do and their yep. behaviors and different things like that. But <laughs> I'll definitely tell you, PA can either build your patience or build your frustration at times. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> it's one or the other, but <laughs> I think you could definitely attribute that one to Pennsylvania. Yeah, it's funny cuz out here like uh when I first got out here like just, you know, a couple friends that I met whatnot, you know, we talk about the different styles and everything and and I like brought up how we do deer drives. And yeah. they're like, what the hell's a deer drive? <laughs> like, what do you mean? You're driving? And I'm like, no, no, it's not in a car. <laughs> and they were just like blown away. Like they had no idea, never heard of it. I'm like, yeah, that's Pennsylvania for you. 
No, <laughs> it's, so it's funny. funny. <laughs> it's really funny to me because, like, I, I get that too. I know a bunch of people out of state, and they like, I get the same response sometimes when when you're like, "Oh yeah, we were rifle hunt. We were just driving all day," and they were like, "What do you right. mean you were driving?" <laughs> yeah. That's like our bread and butter come rifle season. Yep. It's yep. it's probably the most effective way to get deer up on their up on their feet moving in daylight. Oh, yeah. Your opportunities go way up, especially. I mean, if you want to if you want to go to a public piece or something that's you know even if it's private, it's pressured. Those deer aren't getting up on their feet until last, last light, if you're lucky. Mm -hmm. You got to get them moving. Yep, absolutely. I agree. <laughs> and it's a lot of fun, too. Oh, it's it's a blast. I mean, it's not, <laughs> it's definitely never a dull moment. You're you're constantly getting action and you're getting people shots. And I mean, most of them are misses, but yep. it's still so much fun. Then you get to rag on the guy that missed. And next thing you know, he's pushing <laughs> because he didn't shoot the deer. <laughs> yep. <laughs> That, that's that's something that I guess I never really thought about that's so, you know, unique to Pennsylvania, Ohio, uh, maybe even like Wisconsin, but Michigan, like our area, the, yeah. the rifle season and pushing and stuff like that, or deer drives, as you said, that that's very unique to our area. And it's, it's something I never really uh, I thought about in that way. Yeah, I mean, I just thought it was like a normal thing. And then, mm -hmm. you know, when I came out here, they were like, what are you talking about? And I'm like, oh, this isn't a thing out here. They're like, no. Oh I'm goodness. like, okay. Do you right, imagine the deer new. you would kill out there yeah. <laughs> if no one else is doing it? Yeah. So what are some of the other states that you've hunted besides Missouri and PA? Oh, you just stole my question. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. Um. Okay, let me. Kansas, Wyoming, Texas. Illinois, Oklahoma. I feel like I'm definitely missing some. You're a freaking beast, lady. Yeah. I'm trying to think. <laughs> See, that, that was, uh, that's kind of weird. I need to look it, at a map. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's kind of weird that you went, like, all out west for the most part. Yeah. Um, You know, even Kansas is out farther west. But, like, yeah. you, you never hunted even some of the neighboring states, like Connecticut or New York or uh, I don't even know whatever else is over there. West Virginia. Uh, West Virginia yeah. was another Honestly, one I was thinking of. Virginia. No, yeah. Not really for any specific reason, I guess. So, like, I didn't really start traveling for hunting until I got out to school. And I guess that's kind of why, like, I have been out here more so. I guess when I was just growing up, I just never even thought about it. Like, PA was just, we hunted PA, you know? So. Now that I'm out here and traveling more, I definitely would love to come back and like hunt, you know, New York or Virginia or something like that. But I just haven't yet. <laughs> no, that's really cool. So, I dig that. Honestly, we haven't hunted a whole lot of those other states either. I mean, we we kind of venture into um, Ohio. We do that. Yeah. And we've both yeah. been out west a little bit, but yeah, I guess Ohio was the one I was really surprised about since you kind of like skipped right over it. And I know I go through it all the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it, I mean, I know when I drive through Ohio, I see a lot of big bucks, and <laughs> yeah, gets me pretty excited about Ohio hunting. I don't know yeah. how you, I don't know how I you hear do it. a lot of big bucks come out of that state too. Oh so. yeah, oh yeah, all over the place in Ohio. Mainly southern Ohio is where the true monsters mm -hmm. come from. But yeah, I can dig that. Well, what's like what's like a state that you kind of aspire to hunt? I mean, not necessarily if you're hunting whitetails, but one. What's like your dream hunt, dream state, maybe even species? Oh, my well, my dream hunt is to go up to Alaska and shoot a caribou. Ooh, yeah, that's my dream hunt. But as far as like a whitetail state, I'd love to hunt Iowa just because I want to shoot a freaking giant. <laughs> <And> they're <laughs> everywhere, <laughs> don't we all? <laughs> yeah. Oh. So 
I yeah. guess those would be my two top. Is Although that they're... something that you're working on? Are you putting in preference points for that? Or okay, not yet. I I need to get on that, and then every time it comes around, I forget about it. Me too. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm like ah, fifty bucks to throw it away for a preference point. Do I really mm-hmm. want to do it? Yeah. But it, it, it's worth it, you know. I love the all the Iowa guys will tell you there's you know not a big buck around every tree out there, but right. I, I, I don't know. I'm, I watch enough TV to know differently. I don't know. I've been to <laughs> Iowa. And I've seen some big deer. Man. I've been I've been shed hunting in Iowa, and mm. I mean, there's some giant sheds that I've found. And I'm like, man, this is like, and it's on public too. I'm like, this is crazy. Wow. Like, I need to get up here. <laughs> How, how much it, different is that, the shed hunting part? Because I know in Pennsylvania, like, I've found two sheds in my entire life. I think I've only found two in PA as well. Yeah, but, it's totally different out here. Like, <laughs> I don't know. The whole thing's different, I guess. So hmm. it's, like, more, like, fields and, like, open areas out here, I would say. Right. And they're, they're, you can kind of, like, figure out where the deer are at because it's just, like, little funnels here and there instead of just a big track of timber for the most part. So I think it's a lot easier to just kind of be like, okay, where are they feeding? Okay, let's go find a shed because that's more than likely where they're going to be, you know? So, yeah. I don't know. I found a bunch, though. Yeah. The the reason I ask is that kind of makes your, you know, postseason scouting, I think, a little bit easier. The fact that you can get on a lot more sheds and, and find Bucks core areas that, mm-hmm. you know, they're living in a lot easier than you can around here. I know we do a lot of our scouting around that time, and that's something that we've really executed on over the last couple of years is some of our postseason scouting instead of preseason scouting. We've kind of made yep. that big switch, you know, and I think that can contribute to a lot of success out, you know, farther west that you can do really good scouting and find some giant sheds and you know without having to put 30 trail cameras up and yeah. check them all the time that what's going to be out there. Kind of core area. Yeah, that's yeah, what I'm definitely. that's what I'm saying. And I'm I'm not as like afraid to just go like walking around like where I normally wouldn't be, you know, like during season or preseason or whatever, you know, I'll get in there and be like super aggressive and be like, all right, literally standing right where he's bedded. So mm-hmm. like you can kind of figure them out a lot easier, I think, if you do that. And then, you know, obviously they have all those months to forget you were ever even there. So. Oh yeah, yeah. absolutely. I know we, <laughs> we get into buck bedding a lot and we'll be just be like sitting in the bed. We're looking. <laughs> Which yep. way is he going to see us from? Which yeah. way is he getting out of here? My friends okay, and my brother. Stand would be perfect right there. Yeah. <laughs> my friends and brother are like, oh, what the hell are you doing? I'm like, come yeah. here, come here, come here. Get in here. Get in here. <laughs> Sit, kneel down. See what we're seeing? I'm like, yeah. this is what the buck's seeing. And they're just looking at me like, you yeah. moron. What the hell is wrong with you? <laughs> I'm like, all right, well, there's my tree right there. I'm going to set up in that yep. tree. And literally, Austin and I did that two years ago. We were in the buck's bed and I'm looking. I'm like, there's the tree. It's it. I said, right here, there's a big pile of brush between the tree that we need to be in and this bed that you can get in quiet and you can mm-hmm. climb up the tree without them seeing you. Because if you remember, Austin, it was like a, a swampy bottom Absolutely. that's real open. So if you climbed up above that grass level, the deer is going to see you. And we found that one tree that was in line with some brush out of that bed. Sure as shit, last year I killed my buck out of that tree. That's awesome. <laughs> uh, coincidence? I think not. <laughs> but so here's the deal. Be the deer. That's be right. The deer. That's right. <laughs> be the deer. Be the deer. So here's the deal. This year, I'm going to set a reminder on my phone. I'm going to shoot you a text. Hey, time to put in your preference points for Iowa. Okay, yeah, do <laughs> I'm gonna it. hit you too, Chuck. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> no excuses. You know, yep. I, I, I think that because it takes like four years now, I think that would be such an awesome hunt. Such an awesome experience. I don't know why I haven't been doing it. 
You yeah, know? I, I'm the same way. And I actually have a lot of friends that live in Iowa and they're like, oh, come on up anytime. I'm like, <gasps> you know, let me just get my points real fast. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, let me yeah. just take my four years and get my points and then I'll see you yeah. guys and then I'll see you another <laughs> four years. <laughs> yep. <laughs> those are the friends you keep, though. You remember yeah. that. You stay close <laughs> oh, yeah. to those friends. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I totally had a, another question I want to ask you and I I completely lost it. Drawn a blanket. Yeah. Go ahead, Austin. You t- you talked a little bit. I need to come back up to this. Well, I don't, I know we talked a little bit before. I didn't know if you wanted to get into the Huntress sort of topic Ooh. or not. It's kind of a I was saving it, but yeah, let's let's I don't go. See why, why we can't get into it? I okay. mean, whether you want to or not, I mean, it's up to you if you want to. No, go yeah, ahead. Go ahead. Okay. <laughs> so the whole I feel like there's a stigma mm-hmm. kind of out there about the term huntress. I mean, yeah. you're either a hunter, you're a huntress, and a lot of people mm-hmm. kind of get weird about it. And there's a lot of huntress on Instagram and stuff that are just kind of going through the motions to get followers and stuff. I don't think they're really doing their thing. But then you fall upon someone like you who's actually going out. You're traveling state to state. You're doing your homework. You're getting it done on big Missouri bucks. I mean, how do you feel about that whole whole kind of scenario playing out? Do you, do you kind of agree with the term huntress or, or are you just a um. hunter? I don't know. I I don't necessarily think there's anything wrong with the term itself, like Huntress. Obviously, I'm a girl, but I think just the attachment to the negative stigma is just like why it's such a bad thing. I I kind of have mixed feelings about it. Don't get me wrong. I am 100% supportive of anyone who advocates hunting. Yeah. So as long as somebody's out there and it like not against it, I'm okay. But like you know, there's obviously especially girls um, out there who are just in it for the 20 seconds of fame and got to take their selfie with the trail cam. And, and even though they don't actually know how to use it or, <laughs> you know, they're cooler to make sure their butt's looking good, you know, stuff like that. So that kind of stuff annoys the shit out of me because it's like, okay, you get all this free product and potentially sponsors and whatever. When I actually use that stuff to its full, you know, advantage, I actually know what I'm doing and would, you know, like, rep the heck out of them if I actually could use that stuff, you know? So it's like, I don't know. And it's not even about the product. It's just the fact of, like, they're just so, like, fake about what they do that, like, I just think overall they just make hunting kind of look bad. It's like, oh, you're out here in a bikini, but you're supposed to be hunting? Like, that doesn't make sense, you know? And and. I'm legitimately out here because I love it. It is my passion and like, I'm not trying to be famous. I'm not trying to be a somebody. It's kind of like, I mean, yeah, obviously I get a lot of traction for videos that I post and stuff, but I don't do it for like attention. I do it just to like, okay, guys, this is what I'm doing. This is what helps me be successful. This is what helps me, you know, maybe, maybe I'm not successful and you know, here's why. And I just like to share like, my adventures, so to speak. I'm not out here trying to be a somebody, but the girls that are, it's like, okay, like, do you really like it or do you really like just want attention? So, yeah, I, I like know. that about I, you. You're keeping it real. Yeah, yeah, but, I, absolutely. I try to keep it as real as I possibly can, and, yeah. and you know, I mean, I don't know, like, and it blows my mind. Even just like, I have people that will message me and they'll be like, they'll be like, oh my gosh, thank you so much for replying. Nobody ever replies to me, and I'm like, what? Like, <laughs> what? <laughs> like, oh, I'm I'm just a Joe Schmo like you are. Like, I don't, I'm not trying to be like a big head about anything, you know? Like, yeah. of course I'll answer you. Like, I can't always get back to everybody right away, but I I do my best, you know? 
So, yeah, I thought you would have blown us off if anybody, you know. So I'm I'm glad that uh, I can, we can yeah, but we that's, can. <laughs> that's what I'm trying to break, though. Like, I'm just kidding. I don't want people thinking that. <laughs> I'm totally kidding. <laughs> I don't know, but, but but people do think that. Like they're like, oh, I I didn't think you'd answer me, and I'm like, oh well, why? Like, yeah. and then they they tell me, and I'm like, man, that's so sad because like you know we're supposed to be like on each other's team, you know, not against each other or just blowing each other off and stuff like that. So. Couldn't agree more. I don't know. I no. I just try to like make it, you know. I try to be a good advocate for it, especially for like women and like youth or somebody who's new to hunting and they don't really understand how to get into it, or you know, they might not be fortunate like me and have a dad that you know raised them into it. And so I'm just trying to like show, okay, like this is what you can do to help you potentially be successful in the woods. Boom! So, That's exactly what I wanted to touch on. That you know, if a young girl. At 12 years old in Pennsylvania, he comes across, stumbles across your video or, you know, they're watching hunting with your, with their dad and they come across your video. You know, that could sway a young female hunter or male hunter, to be honest, but yeah. you know, it could sway them to want to hunt, you know, and want to be more like, like you. Yeah. If you she know? can do it, I can too. You right. Know? Yeah. Right. You right. know, this is awesome to see someone else that's out there getting it done and isn't, you know, in a bikini and, and shining prod products in your face every time they take a picture, you know, mm-hmm. and, and let's not kid ourselves. Guys do it too. Absolutely. This is not, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, you do. know, <laughs> it, there's uh, really, there might be more guys out there doing it than women, but <laughs> the women get the bad rap for it because it's like so over the top, you know, but, yeah. uh, you know, I think that's cool that I, I see it in a lot of your videos that you are advocating hunting and especially youth and new hunters and, I think that's very helpful. You know, we, we try to do that as well. Try to get new people in. And I, I'll be honest, some of the new people that I've gotten into hunting in their later years, they have some fire and passion that people that just, you know, they've been doing it since they were 12. They get out once or twice during, during rifle season and that's it. Those yep. people don't have the drive and fire and, and the passion in hunting as some of these new people that, that get into it. And it's, yeah, you know, we, we just recent, right before this, we recorded an episode with, uh, Danielle and uh, our but our good buddy Ryan Tanner's girlfriend, and she they just posted their video on YouTube and her reaction mm-hmm. to her first archery kill. Same thing, starting with a crossbow, you know. And I think yep. that's a great transition. We've said that before. How great it is to start your archery off with a crossbow, and then maybe mm-hmm. get into the vertical bow if you want to, or don't. You know, who cares? Mm-hmm. But her reaction is priceless. Yeah, that's my favorite you know, part of the video. It's that's awesome. It's it's absolutely phenomenal, and that's what you want to see inside somebody. You know, when they finally yeah. get it done, like that success, it all comes together. You know, because I yeah. remember myself at fourteen, fifteen, doing that. You know, that was sorry, I took over a little bit there, <laughs> but <laughs> but so while we're on that same page, though, I, I do want to I because you've mentioned a couple times, you know, you. You don't really care about the fame and all that, but where do you see your YouTube page going and where do you see like your brand growing to? Great question. Oh my goodness. I mean, I, I do see it growing. I, I don't necessarily have like a goal for it. And I, I, I can honestly say I don't know what's going to come because I didn't even expect to be like where I'm at now. That's so, fair. I, yeah. I really don't know. I, I'm just going to kind of keep posting the way I always have and just keeping it real because obviously people love to see that. Uh, I'm not gonna lie, it's a little stressful because I'm like, oh well, crap! Now I need more content. I gotta get out there, <laughs> film everything. Like, mm-hmm. so it's like kind of a lot for one person. 
So I, I really don't know. I really don't have an answer for that. I wish I did, but I mean, I, I think it'll grow, but what it becomes, who knows? <laughs> yeah, no, that, I mean, that's fair. Like you said, you, you really, from the beginning, didn't expect it to go anywhere huge. You're just doing it because you love it and that's what you want to do. So, yeah. I mean, I, I totally understand. But here's an easier question that I've been curious about. How easy is it to wipe off that girl's makeup that you used as face paint? Because you know what? Oh, yeah. <laughs> that wasn't the worst idea I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> okay, well, there's this thing called makeup wipes. <laughs> well, yeah, but like the black makeup, regardless, I'm thinking that's got to be like usually put face paint on black face paint. It takes yeah. a lot to get it off. No, I like I like just using my regular makeup because it I can just. Run a makeup wipe over and it comes right off. <laughs> Genius. <laughs> Genius. Genius. <laughs> and I already have it, so I'm not going to go out and buy, like, the face paint. So, why not? <laughs> yeah, see, she's resourceful, man. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'm going to have to put that one in the, on the back burner. Stealing yep. your wife's makeup. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sure to. she'd be real happy about that. <laughs> Honey, where did my black eyeshadow go? I have no idea. <laughs> Well, I honestly I don't always use like face paint. I I usually have like this mask that I wear. Yeah. Um, but like when it's like ninety some degrees out, I don't feel like wearing that like thick mask around my neck. So I just kind of, especially like if I'm on the ground, like obviously mm-hmm. I got to blend in somehow. So I just cu- put a couple tree branches on my face real quick and <laughs> get out there. So. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I like it. Now, one thing I wanted to touch on. I don't know why I didn't talk about it in the beginning or even. Before we started recording, I thought it was hilarious. The opening of your video, you're in your car and you're driving. You're like, my car's shaking. It's a piece of crap. It's going to fall apart. <laughs> Where are you going with it? You going to get a new ride soon? So you got some more reliable transportation to get yourself some better deer spots you know, or what? That is, that is the next thing I'm going to be getting. Um, I need a little money first. So whenever that comes along, then then I'll be getting a new vehicle for sure. I, I would love to get a truck or something like a little bit bigger. More reliable. Because <laughs> yeah. it, it's on its last leg. Don't get me wrong. That car has been all over. I mean, like, literally almost every hunt, like, has hauled a ton of deer. I love that car, but it's definitely, like, time to go. <laughs> That's awesome. What's his name? Does it have a name? Farm Car. Farm Car. <laughs> and, I, and I only say that because, like, growing up, I lived on a farm, and all the guys had big jacked up trucks, and they'd haul stuff, and I had a car. And I'd put hay bales in the back and, like, do everything <laughs> out of my car. So. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. Farm car. That's excellent. Farm car. I kind of miss my old rickety, rackety car sometimes. <laughs> Although I, I put a coyote in my brand new car the second day I owned it. So I'm, there you go. Yeah. Breaking you had to break in. it in. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh man. man. Awesome. Well, we're getting close on time here. Why don't you let everybody out there know what your YouTube channel is, your social media, all that fun stuff. Okay, so my YouTube, and then I also have a Facebook page. They're both just Caitlin Moss Outdoors. And then my Instagram's a little bit tricky. Uh, it's K, the number 8, L-I-N underscore 34. I don't know why I made it difficult, but I did. <laughs> That's um, okay. So, yeah, and... I use Instagram the most. Obviously, I'm trying to put more videos on YouTube, but that's just whenever I can. I That's what I do. But Instagram is more like day-to-day, this is what I'm up to, or you know, if I'm out hunting, I'll be like, okay, guys, this is what I'm doing. More in the moment kind of stuff, I guess. So I, I, I would say I use that the most. Well, before we do let you go, though, 
I know you told a great hunting story, but I don't know if it's your favorite hunting story. And we like to get your favorite hunting story out of every one of our guests when we can. So if you have another story that you wouldn't mind sharing before we let you go. Oh my gosh. I think that'd be um, awesome. It can be anything. So many. <laughs> it could be your first your first deer hunt, maybe. Yeah. Or your first buck or your You know, first... usually for me I got like my most memorable one I have, you know, the the tightest yeah. feel inside, but that's okay, it's up to you. I'll do my biggest buck. Okay. That's a good and one. And <laughs> it's also my first bow buck, like compound bow. Awesome. So yeah. So I'm in Kansas and this it was private land, so not public unfortunately, but I get in the stand and we were actually hunting like, I think three days already by this point. And the, like the movement was slow. I want to say it was like, I don't know, maybe the beginning of November. So you would think that, you know, the rut's on, they should be chasing deer everywhere kind of thing, but it was like super slow. And then the third day I switched stands and I'm up in the stand and it's like kind of like this little open area that's like backed up against like a tree line essentially. And there was like one tree out in front of me. And I'm like, kind of like playing it out. Like I always try to like play a scenario without my head. Like, okay, what could potentially happen? Like, where could he come out kind of thing? And so I was like, all right, well, that'd be cool if he would come from my right, give me a chance to look at him and then go behind this tree so I could draw back and then have him step out. So like, that's what was in my head. And so I'm sitting there and then a little button buck comes out and he's like feeding. I'm like, all right. So I'm watching him, like filming him for a while. And then he just, like, picks his head up and keeps looking to my right. And I'm like, all right, well, there's got to be another deer over there. Well, he probably did this for, like, I don't know, 30, 45 minutes. Like, he would just, like, feed and look up, feed and look up. So, finally, this deer comes walking out. Like, I can see a body. And then, all of a sudden, I just see a rack. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> like, this is a shooter. And he literally did exactly what I played out in my head. Like, he stepped out, stopped, gave me a chance to look at him. Walked over behind this tree. I drew back, and then I drilled him when he when he stepped out. That's like it was just epic. like so cool. Like when does that actually ever happen? No, never. <laughs> but it did, and I was like, oh my gosh, awesome! It was so cool. That is a great story, man. Yeah. Absolutely awesome. It's so fun when when it works out the way that you kind of played out in your head. I know it doesn't yeah. happen all the time. It's only ever happened to me one time where I'm like, the deer's <laughs> gonna come from here. It's gonna do this, and it, it played out. But that's yep. always so much fun. I like that. Yeah, it was it was awesome, and he he taped out at like hundred almost one hundred forty two inches. So Damn, he's, sweet. he's this he's pretty much a big eight. Like when he stepped out, I thought he was a, just a giant six because his brows he broke off one brow, and then he ended up having a kicker off the other one. So it kind of made up for it. But like I couldn't see that from when he stepped out. I'm like, man, that's a big six. <laughs> but then I walked up and he he was an eight point. But yeah, he's he's pretty cool. That is awesome. Cool well, I appreciate you sharing that with us, and I appreciate you coming on here. Uh, I think anybody out there that's listening, by now, if you haven't turned us off and went and checked out her YouTube, go check out Caitlin <laughs> Moss Outdoors and go click on her big Missouri buck video because that thing is awesome. And you're you're going to want to see, you know, everything we just discussed tonight. And then, you know, check out all her other videos, check out all her social media, and give her a follow. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate that. Oh, absolutely. And thanks for coming on. We really appreciate your time tonight and, you know, recording late with us and, you know, giving us all the the good details of the hunt and in your background. We appreciate you sharing that with us. Yeah, no worries. It was it was fun. <laughs> good. Good.